and then I'm going to get me Steely Dan out, and then I'm going to corn all ya. Steely dildo? Is there such thing as a steely dildo? Uh, Stab it with a steely knife was uh, Eagles. Well, that was a joke about Steely Dan. They were being shitty. There's no way you didn't look that up. I did not look it up. I didn't know that was a thing. Is it really? Yeah, they were having a stupid little tiff. I can't remember what Steely Dan was supposed to have said or done about the Eagles. That lyric in Hotel California is a dig at Steely Dan. Steely Dan, in case you don't know, which... I am convinced people don't know. I think you should tell everyone how much research you did for this first so they can be proud of you. I have multiple pages here. Well, multiple flicks of my thumb on my iPhone. Trust me, it's a lot for Mark. I actually watched the VH1 behind the music. I skipped through the music. Thank fucking God, because it's (laughs) bad to say the least. Just listen to the story parts, which first things first, I don't know if everyone knows what Steely Dan means and directly from their mouth in a William Burroughs book called Naked Lunch, Steely Dan is a cartoonish sexual aid, I guess you would say. It was sort of a college prank. We thought no one would know the reference and it's really just a big yuck. And well, we stuck with it. Well, since they didn't say it, I will. It's a fucking dildo. I don't know why he'd be shy about it. You named your fucking band that. <laughs> it was on VH1, so maybe he wanted to avoid oh, saying dildo. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. And also, the person in the audience was a huge Steely Dan fan, which they called themselves what? Dan, Dan, some, Dan fans? Dan fan. Fucking Dan fan. Dan fan. And he didn't know, or supposedly <laughs> didn't know. Dan fan. Dan fan. What a fucking name. Dan fans. Dan fan. We should just fucking end the episode right there. If you're a Dan fan, <laughs> Dan fan, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you for sure. Jesus Christ. You're okay with being called a Dan fan? Dan fan. <sighs> like, if you're okay with being called a Dan fan, Dan fan. You should reevaluate every decision you've ever made in your life. Well, so here's the thing that we always have to think about. I don't know if people realize that you and I have to think about when we do these episodes, we know that we're sort of signing ourselves up for the rest of our lives. If anyone is a major fan of one of these bands, you know, at a party or something, they come up to us. I love that band. You guys are wrong. You know, we've got to think about what kind of attitude this band's fan has. This is one where I'm super fucking not looking forward to dealing with people who actually like this and want to talk to me about it. I like to at least think to myself that no one I know. No, you're wrong. Would ever (laughs) let the words Dan fan. Dan fan. To label themselves a Dan fan. Dan fan. I would like to think that doesn't exist in my life. I could be way wrong. Do you know any sound guys? Yeah, yeah. Because they like Steely Dan. So yeah, probably do know some Steely Dan fans. One more thing here. If you're a Dan fan, Dan fan. I'm actually pretty sure that Steely Dan doesn't even like you. Why? Because it, you didn't watch this. See, this is, I didn't. I, I have one. This is the first fucking time I have witnessed something that you haven't about a band. <laughs> you, we've You're always, so happy. I, I am because, we, because one of two things. You've either seen stuff that I haven't or we've seen the same thing. So it's just so rare if this is the first time. I said I was going to watch it and I didn't. I think if you have the time, it's on fucking YouTube. You can watch it. I don't think the whole thing's up there, but a majority of it is. They just seem like they're fucking annoyed, A, to be there. Mm-hmm. They don't really seem to want to be there. I don't think they like being alive. They seem annoyed to answer questions or even annoyed to talk. It's a VH1 storytellers, and it just seems like they wanted to show up, play the songs, and leave, and not tell any fucking stories. That was the vibe that I got, and he actually says at one point in the thing, he asked, I think, the producer or somebody, like, how are we doing? And he's like, huh, they're like laughing. And he said, they sent us a bunch of these storyteller things to watch so that I could get a feel for it. And I didn't watch any of them. Mm -hmm. 
because he didn't fucking care. You know, for a long time, they didn't even tour. This was just a studio project. Right. They never even wanted to go out and be amongst their fans or perform for them or any sort of thing like that. It was this like was- 20 years or something crazy. I mean, arguably, Steely Dan is two dudes that would just be songwriters or they were songwriters yeah. for other people. This is like if you ever saw the dudes who actually were Millie Vanilli, not the faces of Millie Vanilli. This would be like if those dudes were pushed uh, instead of Millie Vanilli. Yeah, the guys that actually wrote and sang the songs. I've never been more sure of anything in my life than I am sure that Steely Dan sucks. I mean, I feel it in my bones how terrible this band is. When this shit comes on, it's almost an existential nausea that I feel. This sucks. I think anything that sounds remotely like this also sucks, but this sucks worse. So you don't like songs that just name check drinks? No. All the time? Rum and Cokes? No, dude. Zombies? Why? Pina Coladas? Wait, whoa, 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 pause, back it up. I do like the Pina Colada song. Uh, okay escape the pina colada song i don't like the steely dan song uh escape the pina colada song banger yeah you like that one yeah what about uh songs about black cows no, or scotch fuck. whiskey grapefruit wine cuervo gold tangeray cuban breeze and margaritas it's almost like uh these dudes were alcoholics writing songs <laughs> you think so uh, so here's something that I always think is interesting about Celie Dan. There's this whole disco sucks thing that happened in the 70s. Disco sucks. This is the music that people were listening to instead of disco. The people who were yelling disco sucks were listening to Steely Dan. People thought A, disco sucks, and B, Steely Dan is better. Please give me disco instead of, disco fucking crushes compared to Steely Dan. Yeah. I would beg someone for disco instead of Steely Dan. Uh, yeah, that's like a no-brainer. I, again, I, everything I listened to, I was like, this this is not good. <laughs> it's, it's, not. Just, it's not good. Everyone thinks you become a dad by having sex and getting a woman pregnant, but that's not the entire reality. Of course, you can become a father that way, but the truth is that if you ever find yourself liking Steely Dan, then in that moment, you're your dad. You become a dad. Yeah. It doesn't matter what gender you are, how old you are. As soon as you start liking Steely Dan, you become male with a 14-year-old teenager who hates your fucking guts. This kid just ruins your life on a daily basis. And the only respite you ever get is in sneaking off by yourself, taking one hit off a joint, and listening to Steely Dan. That diatribe just makes me really thankful that I chose the old school get your wife pregnant and have a kid. Because if you were describing me right there, I would be so fucking bummed. Do you consider this yacht rock? That's a term that got applied after the fact. Way after the fact, yeah. No, I I really don't. I don't think that you... I think Steely Dan is a lot worse than most stuff that is called Yacht Rock, for sure. Just so much worse. This is the least exciting production in the history of recorded music. The way that everything sounds. Well, because it lays there. Very, very perfect. And then that's by design, right? Oh, dude, yeah, they take it so seriously. If you want to see some guys just circle jerk about how fucking great they are, you should just watch random fucking Steely Dan videos where they just talk about how perfect it was. It's too perfect by design. It's made to be perfect. They would bring in a roster of studio musicians to all play the same part and then sit around listening to it and pick the one who got it, you know, the most anal. It's like an OCD approach to making music. It's the most non-rock and roll way to record a rock and roll record. 
I mean, it sounds like it was made to be played in a nursing home. You know, like we need some noise to cover up the sound of all these colostomy bags filling up all day, but the sound needs to be completely unexciting in every way. Like we can't have people getting riled up because there's music playing, you know? Yeah, it's it's very it's definitely very sterile sounding. I think you could say this is what would happen if a bunch of surgeons formed a rock band, put on the rubber gloves yeah. and like, all right, let's get to work. It's super clinical music. Very, very, very clinical. And it's not even, you can't even call it vanilla. You know, like people describe things as like vanilla. You can't even call this vanilla ice cream. This is like if someone was going to make ice cream and then forgot to add any flavoring or sugar at all. Just iced cream, literal frozen cream. That's this. Just frozen cream with no flavoring, no sugar. Hey gang, it's Tyler breaking in here. We wanted to commemorate our Beethoven episode with a little something special. So go to shop.yfbspod.com to pre-order our newest t-shirt. It's terrible. I designed it myself. Nothing. All right, you know how you'll be in one of those bars that doesn't really have a stage? There's just a little small six-inch raised platform in the corner and you're sitting there drinking, and here comes some old-ass, shitty-looking dude carrying a fucking cheap keyboard under his arm. He goes over to that thing, sets his shit up, starts a little preset drum loop thing, and just mangles songs. Steely Dan is the best possible version of that. Mm, that's brutal. Which is still entirely unacceptable. Sure, it's sure, It's not sure. okay, you know? <laughs> is Steely Dan commonly covered? Isn't it like people talk about how complicated I've seen it, it is? Happen. It's like too complicated. Oh, no, it's it's not like that big of a deal, I'm man. I'm just saying that's what people say. All it is is lounge music. That's what I'm trying to describe with the fucking dude with the keyboard is like a lounge musician. This is exactly what happens when you give lounge musicians major label resources and access to a professional recording studio. If you somehow do not know what lounge music is, the, lounge music is what happens in every movie where the main character had something shitty happen to them. They're all down and out. They're drinking alone in a hotel bar and there's some band just butchering a fucking song. That's lounge music. And that's all this is. All this is is that, but with a band that learned how to play the song with utmost precision and no feeling whatsoever. It has no soul. And even when you watch them play it, it's the most soulless, drab thing. It's disturbing. As I'm not a musician, but if you're playing something that is meant to be that precise, you can't really enjoy yourself because it's so clinical. You're just so probably paying such close attention to what you're doing to make it so perfect. It's probably not even fun. Well, that's... They don't look like they're having fun. They look like they're fucking, I don't know, doing math homework. Well, I could talk about this a little bit. So what happens when it's something that clean and that perfect and that premeditated is... It just becomes like sleepwalking. Like you could just do it in your sleep. It, even if it is something that is impressive to someone who doesn't know how to do it, you've done it exactly this way every single fucking time and you're just reeling it off. It's like the Pledge of Allegiance. When was the last time you got psyched standing up and giving the Pledge of Allegiance? You don't have to do it anymore. But uh, ask your kid, your kid that has to go to some school where they still do the Pledge of Allegiance, ask your kid if there's ever a time where one of the kids in the class belts out a real impressive and like hardcore feeling it rendition of the fucking Pledge of Allegiance. No, it's some shit you do exactly the same way every fucking day. It's not exciting at all. You could do it in your sleep. Some of them probably we are sleeping. <laughs> That's probably true. I guess when I was looking through and trying to get a feel for Dan fans. Dan fans. 
one of the things I read was like, oh, I really like the version when blah, blah, blah plays it. Like, because, you know, they just rotated through people. Wait, you went and looked at message boards? No, no. It was like in the YouTube comments of that show. So people are like, I really like this drummer, blah, blah. But the version with blah, 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 blah is just so good. I'm like, you fucking nerds. God damn. That's how clinical and weird it is. You know what I mean? I wish I could have been at the band meeting where they decided that nobody in the band needed to be able to sing. Because you know that was a meeting. Every single thing about this band was clearly sat down and planned out. So that had to have been the topic of at least one band meeting, you know. Do you think anyone needs to be able to sing? Nah, fuck it. (laughs) A lot of people have told me that you need to be on cocaine to listen to Steely Dan. Did you ever come across that? Yes, it's a very common thing. I think if you search Steely Dan, there will be a cocaine article in the first five things. I mean, I find this stupid for a lot of reasons. For one thing... Anytime someone says you need to be on any drug to appreciate any band, that's automatically a shitty band. Yeah. I don't need to to take anything to like a good band. You don't have to take cocaine? No. Oh, okay. Okay. Noted. Noted. Okay. I'm good. You're good. But also, this is what you listen to when you're on cocaine? Not that that's the best drug or anything, but way to ruin a fucking high. Yeah, I don't do cocaine, but... If I hypothetically had done it before, hypothetically, I wouldn't want to fucking listen to Steely fucking Dan. I want to know if these people are sure that they're on cocaine, because it seems to me like we might be talking to those dorky kids in school who got sold pencil shavings. Yeah. And then everyone's like, oh, did you smoke that? Yeah. Are you high? Are you high? And then the kids like pretending to be high. Are we sure that these people are actually on cocaine? I snorted this baking soda and I love Steely Dan. Well, of course you do. I think if you think you're on blow and Steely Dan is what you want to listen to, then maybe you're not really on blow. And if you are actually on blow and you want to listen to Steely Dan, you got some fucking problems beyond just the fact you're on fucking hard drugs. If the drip just hit me, give me fresh by Sly and the Family Stone any fucking day of the week. Or how about some disco? It's almost (laughs) like there was a genre of music that would only exist if cocaine was around to inspire it. And that's what you should listen to when you do fucking cocaine steely dan is not what cocaine sounds like disco is exactly what cocaine sounds like disco was made for drugs it was like an offshoot of drugs you did drugs and listen to disco not you do drugs and listen to fucking steely dan Uh, if you were to smoke weed and listen to steely dan hypothetically you would just fall asleep oh yeah you would just take a nap oh yeah i would be asleep so you have to do coke to stay awake to punish yourself through it Makes me wonder how many people with that VH1 thing were doing blow in the bathroom in between songs or something to stay awake. You might be onto something there. Because they're so fucking boring. But if I do blow, this is fucking fantastic, even though you could be listening to fucking anything. Anything. But Dan fans fans. always make a big deal out of how snide and subversively sarcastic the lyrics are or all the the songs about liquor drinks the (laughs) fucked up cd characters in their songs like that makes any of it better you know like this is automatically uh on the level of bukowski or some shit just because the characters are fucked up no this still sucks uh ricky don't lose that number though donald fagan has neither confirmed or denied it entertainment weekly published an article in 2006 revealing that a woman named ricky whatever last name is believed she was an inspiration for the song though ricky was married Biggin slipped her his number at a college party anyway. That's the most boring shit I've ever heard of. No fucking shit, dude. (laughs) Is some dumbass bullshit about him giving a chick at a college party his number? I was waiting for that to go somewhere that it did not go. But that's so fitting for this band's music because Steely Dan is the audio equivalent of a condom that you put on your dick because you think you're about to fuck, but then you lose that boner, can't fuck, 
and the condom goes unused. That's Steely Dan's music, and that's that story. All of this. <laughs> this, this is the other one I found. Well, this is also what's weird. Is I was reading about some of the lyrics and about how they're kind of dark. Ugh. The song Don't Take Me Alive lyrics are about his dangerous criminal who has sequestered himself with a case of explosives. The lyrics also suggest that the man referred to in the song killed his father. The most important verse of the song is, I'm a bookkeeper's son. I don't want to shoot no one. Well, I crossed my old man back in Oregon. Don't take me alive. Got a case of dynamite. This is I bad. could hold out here all night. Yes, I crossed my old man Back in Oregon, don't take me alive. That's very bad songwriting. This is maybe why people do cocaine. It's because it gives them a pick-me-up so they can suffer through this bullshit song. If you're listening <laughs> to this and you're a fan of this band, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? So maybe we could say that Steely Dan is like the audio equivalent of people who make you take off your shoes when you're in their house, but then later after everyone gets drunk, they ask to smell your feet. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> take your shoes off, but then you're in your yeah. waist and like, Come look at all my guns. <laughs> Take you in the closet and go, dude, look at these guns. Yeah. And you're like, okay, cool. And they're like, no, touch them. Touch my guns. No, dude, I'm cool. Do this blow. <laughs> Snort this. Yeah. Touch my guns. If you think Steely Dan is great, just do me a favor. The next time you're at a party, find a way to get some Steely Dan playing and just see how long it takes for either everyone to leave or someone to say, why in the fuck are we listening to Steely Dan right now? It's going to happen pretty quick. I wonder if people even know sometimes that they're listening to Steely Dan's song. Even if it's just like, why, what is this? Why are we listening to this? Yeah, yeah, that would be fair. If you put on Steely Dan and everyone's fine with it, your life is beyond repair. It's too late for you and everyone in the room. You've either gone full dad or you're apparently living in a crack house where nobody cares what music is playing. Why? You don't want to listen to the upbeat song called Do It Again? It's about a man with addiction to sex gambling and a nightlife. No, because Man, it that's sounds, a great party song. It sounds stupid. No, it sounds like a fucking great party song. It sounds like it would be a cool, badass song to listen to or whatever, but the reality of hearing it is, uh, okay, it's probably like a Russian mail-order bride. You see a picture, and then they describe her and everything, but then she shows up, doesn't look anything like the picture, fucking hates you, and is not fun to hang out with. You you know, turns out she just wants a green card. Yeah, you dig into it a little bit and you're like, this is cool. And then you actually look at what it what it actually is and you're like, oh, this this isn't cool. And then you do more blow. <laughs> Here's how I picture the average Dan fan, Dan fan. being dressed. Uh, one of those, is it called a newsboy cap or a page boy cap? Like a newsy cap? Newsy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. one I of got, those. I got what you're saying, yeah. One of those newsy caps that no cool person has ever worn. Uh, those stupid ass sunglasses where the lenses flip up like you're a rich baseball player or a cocaine dealer or something. Mm, green t-shirt with slim horizontal yellow stripes tucked into denim shorts and a thin brown leather belt with a gold buckle. Those shorts are going to stop just above the knees. And you got white tube socks pulled up as far as they can go inside of some uh, Velcro sandals. I think that's probably our average Dan fan. Dan fan. Woof. It's pretty specific. I thought about it. Yeah, if you're a Dan fan. Dan fan. And you don't look like that, send us a picture. Because I don't fucking believe you. I bet you every one of you looks like that. You fucking tube sock wearing motherfuckers. How many ironic Dan fans Dan are, fan. are there, though? Do you remember when... Uh, I don't think they're smart enough to be any. Oh, I bet there are. You think they're trying to be ironic? Probably 20% of people who own Steely Dan are doing it for ironic reasons. I just can't fathom anybody. By the way, we're talking... Like, everyone who likes this, is it's the same people who like Genesis. You think? Yeah, fair. 
and probably like um, like yeah Jethro, yeah, okay. Jethro Tull definitely Jethro Tull yeah but uh, terrible music but I would rather listen to those bands than Steely Dan for uh, sure I would definitely rather listen to both of those bands before I listen to Steely Dan I'm pretty sure I would rather listen to Fleetwood Mac before I listen to Steely Dan Oof. I'm pretty sure I would rather listen to the Doobie Brothers before I would listen to Steely Dan, dude. How low can we go? Steely Dan makes Michael McDonald's solo career sound like the first two Aussie albums. Woo! Honestly, I would be surprised if there was a band I wouldn't rather listen to than Steely Dan. I don't know if I can think of one band. At some point, you know, we're going to have to sit down and actually uh, go through all the bands that we've done and rate them. Oh, I'm Like, down. who's the worst of the worst? Like, who would you rather listen to, Steely Dan or Sublime? We would have to uh, come up with a, a series of qualities to judge them by. It would be hard. I'm hard. It's <laughs> <laughs> so all that cocaine you've been doing there, buddy. Rock hard. We really got into it this episode. Even if there's some band that I fucking hate, I would probably rather listen to that than Steely Dan because at least I'm feeling some kind of way. And one of the worst things about this, it's really kind of the cardinal sin in music for me is this is just entirely unengaging. It's hard to even really get worked up over it. Like, I haven't gotten mad. It doesn't make me mad. Like, I don't get mad because there's just, there's nothing even happening here. If I got mad about this, I'd be putting more feeling into it than they put into making it. Steely Dan disbanded in 1981. Becker and his family moved to Maui where he became an avocado rancher. Wait, rancher, not farmer? It says avocado rancher. You gotta wrangle up all these fucking avocados. They're running around all over here. <laughs> and he was a self-styled critic of the contemporary scene. Hold the fuck up. Self-styled critic of the contemporary scene? That's what it says. I believe this probably means he went to concerts, stood in the back of the room with his arms folded. Yeah, that's exactly what it means. <laughs> You're absolutely correct. That's probably exactly what he was doing. You know what I feel like I'm going to do? Being a prick. I'm going to retire, and then I'm going to go places and judge people. I'm already a prick. I'm going to be a bigger prick. It's not like he's writing for a local alt weekly. He's not doing reviews. I you have know? no clue what he was doing. But the fact that he felt like his opinion mattered tells you something. Obviously, I'm not going to pretend to understand what people do like about Steely Dan. I have no idea what someone who likes this band actually likes other than all the cold, precise shit that we talked about. But if you think that this is great because it is, you know, musicians exploring the boundaries of what's possible in mainstream rock music or whatever, I cannot wait for you to hear a band like King Crimson. Yeah. Or a band like Yes. 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 Or maybe you'd have been like uh, Mahavishnu Orchestra. I mean, it doesn't get much more technical on guitar than John McLaughlin. A lot of people even criticize him for being too technical. Rock with drink sections and everything. It's, it's pretty dorky. I mean, real talk, it's a little dorky, but at least it's got some fire in it. There's some feeling. There's some energy here. The last thing that I want to say is this sums them up pretty well. They had uh, joined this touring band, I guess. And uh, this was before they were even fucking famous. The very, very beginning of their career. The tour manager at some point cut their salaries in half and described <laughs> Becker and Fagan 
as, quote, the Manson and Starkweather of rock and roll, referring to cult leader Charles Manson and spree killer Charles Starkweather. But they're not. That's No, I think he was just saying that's how shitty they were. That's so stupid, though. That's just another example of someone applying analogies that are way more intense than these guys deserve. You know, neither one of the only guys who matter in this band, neither one of them has, for good or bad, this personality that Manson has. Had, which it, no. which enabled him to convince people to commit murder. If anything, they have the literal complete opposite. Neither one of these assholes is convincing anyone to do anything that they don't want to do. They're put in a position of power by the record label, giving them a fuckload of money, and then you get to run in a supply of studio musicians. This is all just boring, paint by numbers. Bullshit. Ugh. Fucking bullshit. I have something to tell you guys. Oh, you Dan fans. Dan fans. Out there. Listen up, Dan fans. Dan fans. Your favorite band is Steely Dan. Your favorite band sucks. You're welcome for listening to Your Favorite Band Sucks. How did that feel? Pretty good, right? So much validation after all these years of people trying to get you to like Steely Dan. Or maybe you listen to this because you're a dad, and you were so disappointed that your kid, real or metaphorical, posted on Facebook about how Steely Dan sucks. Or maybe you're a sound guy and you heard some touring band talking about this fucking genius podcast they've been listening to in the van. Now, you're probably a few minutes away from sending us some email we aren't even gonna read, but here's what you should do instead. Post the episode on your Facebook and say how wrong you think we are and why you disagree. Like I said, we don't give a fuck, but chances are you've surrounded yourself with people who all think the same shit you do, and they'll swoop in to tell you, hey, yeah, you're right, those guys are stupid, and you'll all bond over that, and you'll feel a lot better, and most importantly, you'll never change your mind about anything again, because that's what life is all about. Okay, next week's episode is on the...